everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grow Up. On today's episode, it is my pleasure to welcome my guest, Monique Chang. Hey, Monique, how are you? Hi, I'm just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for uh, joining me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's no problem. I'm honored. So, Monique, remind me again, uh, or the people listening, uh, where are you recording from right now? Um, Right now, I'm in Long Beach, California. Um, Guys, if you've ever been to Long Beach, it's like everything you imagine it would be. (laughs) (laughs) I love Long Beach. It's like, I feel like, and now that I'm going to put all your listeners onto it, if they ever decide to move here, um, it's super underrated. I think yeah. yeah like I before I moved here I didn't know anything about it so I'd be like oh what's in Long Beach like what is there to do and now that I'm here I don't want to leave it's such a cool it's such a cool vibe yeah yeah I mean I think you know um right before we started recording you guys we were kind of sharing about like where we're from and stuff and Monique was sharing that she grew up here in Georgia uh, where I'm recording from and um I think me if you don't know I went to UC Irvine for a couple of years and I think you know for a lot of Georgians or not just Georgians a lot of people you know we're like California is where it's at we got to go see what it's about. Um, me, I moved back to Atlanta, but definitely I resonates. It probably is very underrated, Long Beach is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I'm try- we got to keep the rent low over here. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't go to Long Beach. Don't move there. <laughs> Long Beach sucks. Don't come here. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, well, um, the real reason why you're here is not to tell me about Long Beach, but part of your story is Long Beach. Um, Monique, uh, without, you know, me continuing to ask you random questions, let's get right to it. What is it that you do? I am a footwear designer at Roxy. So if you know the surf brand, uh, I kind of help with um, designing footwear for them. So sandals, like beachy shoes. All sorts of things. Okay, like she said that so like casually, but I'm like kind of freaking out because I just think that's so like one, like I don't know anybody that does that. And two, like I just think that's so cool because like, you know, if you, I don't wear Roxy, but I used to in high school. And so, (laughs) but like, if you do, you're kind of like, this is crazy. Like, you know, this is your job. Um, and I'm excited to hear more about what it is that actually means. So um, you are a footwear designer. So what, mm-hmm. yeah, what does that mean? Like, where does it start? What do your days look like? Uh, footwear designer, there's a lot of aspects to it. But so pe- me personally, um, I've just been at this job for like a year and a half. So I am kind of doing the more beginner level level stuff. So they had me start with choosing colors and materials for uh, different um, styles. So like, for example, say in Nike, right? You have your Air Force One and they do that style every season, but then maybe they'll have like new colors and new materials. And there's a color and material designer behind that. Um, but to go beyond that, footwear designers will also design like um new new styles so like new uh they call like in a shoe you have your upper and then you have your bottom so the upper is like the top part you're like um 
where it could be a lace-up, it could be a slip-on, but that's like the textile part. And then your bottom or your sole um, is the is sole. But uh, more technical designers will work on that. And I've started to do some more beginner, like easier shoes there. So that's been cool. Um, definitely, it def it's definitely more technical work, but basically designers just handle everything that's uh, like the aesthetic part. Okay, so just the aesthetic part of it is usually what you handle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay, you said you decide you basically do the aesthetic part, but what other parts are there to designing a shoe? Um, I mean, there is some technical knowledge involved. So before I was a designer, I was a developer, so that's kind of like a project manager. So that's the role where they're kind of the in between uh, for the factories in Asia and the designer. So the designer is like doing the sketches, picking out the colors, picking out the materials and passing it on to the developer. And then the developer is kind of communicating that to the factory and also like advising what's doable, what's not doable, kind of managing quality and fit. So as a designer, it's good to have that knowledge. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, um, there's, a, there's a lot. It's a whole, it's a whole process, but it begins with Definitely, like if you're doing a new style, it begins with sketching. Mm -hmm. So you'll, we'll have design reviews. So we'll have, um, we'll start with thumbnails. Like first, um, you'll have our merchandisers actually. So I think the, the key team members are your developers, your designers, and then your merchandisers. And the okay. merchandisers are kind of handling kind of the business aspect. Sure. Where they're deciding your assortment or like which shoes you want. So maybe they'll say, oh, we need like a sports slide. Um, and, and we need it at this price. This is our customer. Uh, and we also need like a, a boat shoe um, at this price for this customer. So they'll, they'll decide all that stuff. So you start with, so they'll write out a brief, uh, which is, you know, listing all the things that they need. Mm -hmm. Designer will take that, um, put that into sketches. We'll go through design reviews um, and, you know, kind of refine your sketch until we take it to digital. Um, and we'll make like a tech pack, which is like a way of creating specification mm -hmm. for your style. Um, so if it's a new style, then you're like writing out measurements or any pointing out any specific details. And then you're also listing out your materials and colors. Um, and then we'll kind of go through some prototype rounds. And then um, once it's kind of further down the pipeline, then we'll color it out. So you, like, like I said, example, the same example with say Air Force One, mm -hmm. then it comes time for, okay, we need like five new colors, mm -hmm. you know, for this season. So we'll color that out and send that to the factories and then get samples back and just make revisions oh. until we like finalize it. Okay, for production. so how long is it? Okay, so like from beginning of a shoe to the very end product, like usually how long does that take well to kind of give you an idea i'm working on spring 2023 right now like we just started that so about two years and then um so that's like from the very beginning sure. uh, yeah it'll take about two years um but we'll like end our process about six months before because that's when they'll do production so it's about a year and a half yeah that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then 
on top of that, you know, I'm not just working on spring 23. I'm also like finishing up fall 22 ish. And like, and our company works in four seasons. So we do, uh, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter. So there's always tons of overlap. We're always somewhere along the timeline for each of these seasons. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, um, Okay, I have a random question. It's not really anything related to what you've already said. It's just kind of stuck in my brain. So I'm going to ask it. Um, like, you know, like things like a shoe's comfort. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, is that something designers have to take into account? Yes, I think both designers and developers, like developers will go and like do the actual fitting and they'll come back with like feedback like, oh, it's like, you know, it's hard to put on or um, like it's a bit big or small with the kind of the minutia that doesn't affect the aesthetics. The developers can totally handle that. Like tell the factory, like, Hey, can you fix it? So it's not so tight here or things like that. But there oh. will be times where it's like, Oh, like, you know, we are going to have to make a change that changes the look of the shoe or like the functionality. So they'll come back to designers. Um, but it's also good for us to have that kind of knowledge too, while we're designing to kind of save us time in the future. Mm. Like, Oh, like, if you design, um, I don't, I'm trying, trying to come up with that idea, but, um, or trying to come up with an example. I can't come up with one, but, you know, it's just good to have that knowledge while you're designing um, sure, to sure. either anticipate problems. If you're like, I, I think this is a great idea. I think we should push it. We're just going to have to figure out some solutions or to be like, okay, maybe I'll design it a different way. So we don't run into that problem. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, do they ask you, so you, they say, okay, Monique, you got to start working on the spring line in 2023, right? Um, okay. Now, do they, do you have like some sort of like reference from, because, you know, I feel like, you know, Roxy in particular has a particular style mm -hmm. and um, what a Roxy shoe kind of looks like. I mean, I'm picturing like, there's like, skateboarding shoes is this wrong am i t is this right uh i don't think i feel we might have done some photo shoots with skateboarders but it's mostly like surf surfy and for the winter um we also have a snowboarding team so we have weather boots and stuff too this yeah. is why i should do some research before <laughs> i but, <laughs> but um but anyway so yeah there's definitely a style right mm -hmm. um but um like do they say okay start from scratch or can you like do they ask you to reference from other years or um it depends if it's like a totally completely new style or if it's supposed to be a friend of a franchise we already have like you know we have our our base shorts like our super beachy like casual shoe and maybe they'll say like oh um we need a platform version of that so I'll make a platform or like something that's maybe a friend of that shoe. Um, but otherwise, like I said, we, we start with a brief. So normally, you know, the, our merchandisers will tell us exactly like, exactly. hey, we need this kind of weather boot. These are the kind of references we're looking for. But even before that, we do trend research. Um, so we'll definitely be out in the market, whether we're looking online or we're, you know, shopping in person. Um, there's also this website called wgsn uh -huh. 
which it has like tons of trend reports that like every brand looks at. So it's a bit, I don't know if it's like a chicken or an egg situation, like where it's like, oh, these things are actually trending or things, things are just going to trend because WGSN said so. But you know, <laughs> um, uh, like, so there is that aspect also where we're kind of like, even before we build a line, we're kind of looking out in the market to see what's trending and also like what we're missing. And our merchandisers also kind of help us with like, again, they're kind of the business people. So they'll give us kind of feedback on the numbers of like, these are items that work really well for us. And these items don't really work well for us. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of info to take in <laughs> for sure. Oh, that's really interesting for me because I, that's a really good point that you'd have to look at the trends and that's why you know, when you go to the mall, you see similar styles, right, in different brands, mm -hmm. because everyone is trying to keep up with whatever it is that's trending at that moment. Yeah, for sure. So there's a website where it tells you this. Yeah, for sure. But I think it helps too for us to kind of like look ourselves and decide for ourselves, especially like you said, like we have, have our own style and our own brand. So it helps for us to kind of see the market through that lens, like, oh, this is kind of the surf market or us to say, maybe see something elsewhere, but say, oh, that would work really well, you know, mm -hmm. for, for a surf brand. Like I could see our girl wearing that, you know, for sure. Okay, so can you take us back to the beginning of this journey? maybe even like high school like did you always know you wanted to go down in this career path or yeah what did you do when you graduated your senior year of high school <laughs> i had no idea what was going to be in this industry um so yeah go ahead go ahead like way way back i always grew up being both like creatively minded and um and like scientifically minded. So mm -hmm. like as a kid, you know, I'm doing arts and crafts, but I'm also like reading about dinosaurs, you know, that kind of thing. So I kind of carried with me until high school. And then when I finally, you know, got to high school, I decided to kind of pursue the, the science route. Mm -hmm. So I got really into like math and physics. And um, I, it's funny because you say like, you know, a lot of Asians are just like doctor, lawyer, engineer. I like wanted to be an engineer. Like to me, I was like, oh, I love physics. I love the problem solving aspect. I want to like make stuff. Um, mechanical engineering is for me. So, you know, I that's what I ended up majoring in at Georgia Tech. Um, but it's crazy because I think going through like looking back at my experiences in like high school and college, there were so many signs that it, was, it wasn't right for me. Like in high school, I went to two different camps. Like I went to like a space camp sort of thing, which sounds cooler than it really was. Because <laughs> um, I was like, oh, we're going to like learn about like nebulas and stuff like that. And it's just like a lot of math. Um, and then and then another year I went to like um, this kind of public state camp where I majored in physics. But I didn't like that. I actually liked my minor in art. Mm. You could you could like pick a minor and I, I chose painting. So I really enjoyed that. Like that was my big takeaway from, from that. And then in college, I did so many different internships. Like I interned at Caterpillar. I entered with like a Christian um, nonprofit in India. I, I, I entered at this like 
tech company that makes um, eyeglass lenses. Like I tried, I did research in, in college. I tried so many things and nothing was like sticking. Um, and that was pretty frustrating. By the time I like got to graduating college, I found that I was interested in product design. Mm. So it was a bit late for me to like switch gears and get another, you know, like yeah. change my major. So I figured like, oh, I could be like a mechanical mechanical engineer that's like assisting product design. Um, so I got a job at a design agency uh, in, in Thousand Oaks, California. So kind of a little west of LA and I moved out here and then I got fired within three months. <laughs> so that was super traumatizing. So, you know, I'm like fresh out of college. I have no money. I just like moved across country. And so I had to get a job. And then I found um, a posting at Skechers, that footwear company for a product developer. And I like looked through the job posting. I was like, this sounds kind of engineering. Like, I'll go for it. It's nothing like engineering. <laughs> it's like, I think, I mean, there's some like analytical thinking involved, but it's like I told you, right? It's like mostly like kind of like project management. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And with footwear, there's a lot of super specific knowledge um, with like learning how, you know, uppers are sewed or learning how um, soles are made just like learning about different stitch gauges, stuff, stuff like that. So I, you know, I was able to learn on the job um, and it was there where I was like interacting with different designers and kind of learning the process. And I, yeah, I got super inspired. Um, but I, after, you know, after a couple of years there or more like a year and a half, I was kind of waiting like in my, uh, in that, position for me to like feel fulfilled in my job. I was like, okay, maybe I'll like, um, I was like waiting for it to feel right. And I was like, okay, maybe once I see my product out in the market, you know, I'll see how I feel about that. And once I did, I was like, I didn't really have a connection, you know, I, or I didn't, I didn't feel like super accomplished, I guess, because as a developer, you know, the stuff that I was in charge of, it's like, okay, just deciding the fit of something or um, how many like millimeters of foam I put in the collar. Like I'm, and I'm kind of just passing along somebody else's ideas. And mm -hmm. so I, you know, I didn't feel super fulfilled in that role, but I felt like being in the industry was super inspiring. But once it got to about like more like a year and nine months, so almost two years, I decided to quit because <laughs> I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I was also surrounded by all these other creatives. Uh, my my boyfriend's an illustrator, um, mm. and for example, and he has all these really cool friends from art school. And I just knew I wanted to be in a creative career, but I just didn't know what. So I kind of quit with no plan. <laughs> and that. I don't know. I it may have been a stupid move, but I really felt like I needed to kind of take a leap to mm -hmm. kind of and give myself the space to figure out what I wanted to do. Cause like if anybody's in the fashion industry, they would know that you get so inundated at work 
like the timelines are so fast. It's funny. I tell you, like it takes two years, but like every day you're it. That's like as fast as it goes, you know, there's always stuff to do. And I just felt like I didn't have the space to think about what I wanted to do. That's why, you know, I felt like I had to quit. Um, But yeah, I picked up like a job at a coffee shop and then I actually ended up interning with this um, like shoe startup called Community, which they're okay. super awesome. They're like all about giving like giving back to their community in um, downtown Los Angeles and like um, producing their footwear locally in the U.S. And um, so they, they were really awesome. Uh, but I had to work for free because you know, they were a startup, they didn't have very much money and they weren't hiring. I just showed up at their like store and was like, uh, could I like intern with you guys? Wow. That's cool though. It was cool. Yeah. So that was like my way of kind of exploring. Uh, so with them, I mean, they're a startup, right? So in that environment, you have to wear a lot of different hats. So I was learning about a lot of different things that I wasn't learning in a corporate environment where everybody has kind of like their established roles. I was like learning about Mm -hmm. merchandising and uh, forecasting. Um, They had, you know, they had like a shoe school thing. So they had um, this uh, school called Brooklyn Shoe. Is it Brooklyn Shoe Space? Brooklyn Shoe School. I should have like (laughs) brushed up. No, you're good. Before. (laughs) Um, But they, so they came to to LA to the community like storefront and they taught like a, a seminar on how to build your own shoes from scratch. What? Uh, yeah, so I made a pair of shoes. Um so that was really awesome. And uh and with that also with the co-founders I got like really amazing mentorship. So they're just kind of like walking me through their experience and kind of like walking me through like what I want to do. Um and because I was like working for them for free they were like they were like super um willing to help me find a job mm. so they were, they were really awesome in like um connecting me to people and kind of keeping an ear out for for jobs um but I still was like I don't know if I want to be in footwear um there was a lot like there was a long time where I was trying to think if I should go back to art school Mm. Um, I was thinking about illustration actually um, but I just like didn't feel at peace with it because I was like I don't know if that's like me what Um, is illustration so illustration is more like drawing um, or so for example there's like different aspects like there's like children's book illustration where they're like Uh making the drawings in the book or there's like editorial where like say the New York Times wants like a drawing for their um, their editorial or their article. So there's, but you know, you can think of so many applications where anywhere you see like an artistic piece or drawing, an illustrator did. So I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I was like, okay, maybe I could do that, but it didn't feel right. And I just hearing from my friends who went to art school, they're like inundated with debt. Mm. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I could like start over, you know, like put in four years and like come out of it, like almost 30 and like, you know, like swimming in debt and not really, and still not know if this is really what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just get like tons of anxiety all the time about like, 
I, the longer that time passed, I was like, man, I'm like wasting my life, you know, <laughs> like I need yeah. to like take action and figure out what I want to do. Um, I definitely but, know that feeling, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's very common. Like for when yeah. you're in your, your 20s, like it's mm-hmm. so stressful to like come out of, well, out of high school, you're already having to like decide your career. And then like, and then you're faced with that again after college. So yeah, I was pretty stressed out. But what helped me was a couple of things like talking to my mom. Um, mm-hmm. So my dad was like a restaurateur. Um, he passed away when I was young, but he was like super like risk taking, like, you know, very business savvy. And I always was like, man, like he lived a short life, but he like did it to the fullest. Like I got to mm-hmm. do the same thing. I got to like figure myself out, you know? Wow. Um, but the thing that helped me bring peace was talking to my mom and being like, you know, your dad just did what he knew how to do. You know, he worked at restaurants his whole life. So it's not like he was like doing anything crazy. Like he was just making do with what he had. So that was a big help to me. And then like Ecclesiastes is like my favorite book of the Bible. Um, it's super, it's so emo because Solomon's just talking about how pointless everything is. <laughs> but you know there's there's kind of a piece to that where like I think I was trying to put a lot of meaning into my career yeah um but at the end of the day it's just about like enjoying your life so eating food drinking wine and like enjoying your work so I think I was just I think I was just putting, putting too much pressure on myself so that so going through all that it made me realize like hey I actually like footwear And I know how to be creative in that field. Like there were things about that that were super inspiring. Um, I have experience, so I don't have to go back to school. Um, At least I would think I would have to, you know, like, I don't think I should have to go back to school if I already have like work experience. Um, And yeah, I was like, I'm just making do, you know, with what I got. So I was like, yeah, I think that should work for me. So you know, going from that internship at that, uh, at that startup to, they actually linked me up with a job, uh, at Avery Dennison. So they're like a materials company. Okay. So they like supply to like anybody you can think of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They make like hang tags and like woven labels and trims and patches, like embellishments. So I worked with them for a bit, uh, as a contractor. So, um, I know my, my story is getting super long, but <laughs> no, it's not. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but uh, I basically had to learn designing from scratch. Like, uh, for example, like learning Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. I didn't know anything about that. So like, I really, there, so I definitely taking that job went all the way back to like super grunt levels. Like I started with just like, taping hang tags to cards and like just making like material books of cutting swatches things like that um Mm -hmm. like yeah really low level grunt work and whenever they had any job that was remotely creative I was like okay I'll take it you know and then I'll just like use YouTube to teach myself like Adobe Illustrator um so yeah I just you know it's basically taking odd jobs at this one contracting job and balancing um a job at a cafe too 
to like yeah man that's crazy but I feel like you so but while you were working this job that you got connected with um did you have another goal in mind uh it's just a, it was just to find a job in fashion or so okay it, wasn't, it didn't have to be like footwear specific I was just like well I had experience in footwear but I was like I was applying everywhere like I applied to Disney consumer products I applied to Blizzard the, you know the, the video game company they had like a consumer products division uh applied to like Prana they make like yoga apparel so I was like just like applying to all these sorts of like product jobs um and I was getting nowhere which is super discouraging because like it would be really hard to say I like applied for a developer job um they would get back to me and say you sound like you would be a good designer <laughs> you know but then with design jobs they would be like well you don't have a degree or experience I see I or see. a portfolio <laughs> so wow okay I was having a really hard time so I was going back to like oh do I need to go back to school uh -huh. um and but then I saw Roxy had a posting and I just I lucked out um so I got connected with somebody there and somebody that is like a friend of a friend of a friend so I have like no connection to this person <laughs> But they passed my resume along and I went through the interview process. Um, and I actually uh, got beat out by a different candidate. Like somebody else got the job. And I was super devastated because I got super far down the process. But then that person dropped out. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> that person dropped out. And they hired me. It was so crazy too, because like I don't know why they decided to like take a leap of faith with me. Because, like I said, I had like nothing on my portfolio. Um, I think it's really like I had just like all the, the randomest projects on there, um, and some you know working with Avery Dennison. A lot of times it's like oh you're, you're working with like Nike or Adidas or like all these different clients, and it's like confidential, so I can't. It's not on the market, so I can't put it on my portfolio. I see. Um, so it was like, yeah, my portfolio was super dismal, but yeah, they took a leap of faith with me, got hired, and now oh my I'm God, there. I don't know why, but like, I just felt a little bit emotional. I like wanted to cry just now, just because like, that's insane. Like, I feel like that story is crazy. I'm like, how did you, you got beat out, but then they decided not to take it. So they're like, all right, this is for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy too, because they, they had me do uh, a project too. They were like, oh yeah, like design like four different um, shoes or like take these silhouettes and like color them up four different ways, create a color palette um, and like create prints. And I was like, I have never done any of that before. <laughs> so I was totally winging it. Um, but it was it was kind of cool though because while I was doing the project like I got super psyched out before but then while I was doing it I was really enjoying it and it came a lot easier than I thought actually um so I guess I did a good you're job you're a natural <laughs> you're made to do this <laughs> I don't know if I'm a natural I just I think I've observed enough mm -hmm. <laughs> to be able to like take all that you know and, and put it to practice so yeah um and I'm there like almost 
like a year and a half later. Although, crazy thing was, if you do the math, I literally got the job. I literally got the job right before COVID. <gasps> That's crazy. Yeah. So I was like, you know, before I got hired, I was in job limbo, and I was like, oh my god, I finally got my break. Somebody just like. I don't know, decided to take a risk on me and then COVID happened and I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna like get laid off. Like I, I was like, oh my God, it's so stressful. Happened. Yeah, I was so stressed. Um, but clearly it ended up okay. I was just furloughed for a few months, um, which was stressful in a bit though, but um, I'm just, I'm, I'm so thankful. Like to have stability after I was like, living paycheck to paycheck yeah for two years yeah um man but man that's awesome like that yeah I mean like the your journey thank you for sharing it by the way it was not long it was just exactly what I wanted to know because you know I think a lot of times you know we get to the place where we want to be and then we we forget where we've been and how, how what it took to get where we are and it sounds like you know for me there were some points to your journey where i was like i wonder what that felt like because you know we already kind of um talked about it a little bit but you know that postgraduate life where like adulting starts and then you really like for real got to figure out what you want mm -hmm. because you know up until then like through college too it's like people there's like a structure this is what you're supposed to do you know you go to tech and you do well and then you know boom like but that's not what happens ever that never no. happens <laughs> i mean unless you really like you know you have you go to grad school blah, blah blah but even then you know things are never goes according to plan but um I'm curious real quick now that I'm I'm thinking about it. Um you said at the end of your college years is when you realized you you enjoyed product design. Mm -hmm. Um did something happen or like how did you realize just through your internships or Um I mean so Georgia Tech has a really awesome industrial design program. Right, so right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I think it was just like taking a stroll through like the industrial design studios and seeing projects that people were work working on and, and like, I think seeing a lot of people's senior projects and things like mm -hmm. that. Um, I think that's where I finally clicked, like, cause before I was like, Oh, I want to be a mechanical engineer. Cause I want to make things. And then like seeing product design being like, Oh, duh, that's how you make things, you know? Oh, yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. And I think also just like kind of exploring different job postings and seeing different like design studios. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I, I kind of got the idea like, Oh, that would be like, you know, that'd be really sick. Cause, and then like remembering, I guess the, my creative side. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. And like what I like about engineering. So yeah, there's a lot of trial and error. Like, I see. So you've always been artsy, though, mm -hmm. like, okay, and then so that's why like kind of like sketching and coloring and palettes and stuff. That's not completely foreign to you, though. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah. So, so if somebody wanted to go into like, uh, footwear design specifically, mm -hmm. like, do they need to be kind of art, art minded, like, that? I way? think so. Yeah, okay. I think I mean, I didn't get a degree, but I think there is a certain level of like intuition that's mm -hmm. needed. I mean, I think it can be learned. You know, I think 
Um, the biggest thing that, and then, you know, our senior designer at Roxy will say the same thing. It's like the hardest thing about the job is like learning the brand. So for us, it's like, oh, learning colors, learning colors that work well together, learning prints, you know, so there are things that can be learned. Um, but there, I think there's a bit of intuition needed too. And like, I think a lot of it is also just personal taste, mm. like just, you know, consuming a lot of media and deciding what you like and what you don't like. Yes, um, yes. And then just being like, I want to make that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like me personally, I don't know if I have opinions on those kind of things. I know what I like when I buy it, you know, but I don't think I think about like, oh, this would be better if it looked like this or something. And, and it's clear to me from your interview, you know, when they gave you these, like, what, like a test or whatever to like design the four four different shoes like that's intuition like the fact that you were able to do it it's not anything it's not lucky you're not lucky okay you're good <laughs> at what you do uh, um but so i guess a question would be if you obviously there are no regrets no mistakes made um in our lives but um like if you could do it again, would you have chosen industrial design? Um, yeah, no? I think so. I mean, okay. like, again, it's like you said, like, I actually don't want to change anything because I, like, ended up the way I did for yeah. And then I, like, you know, I met my boyfriend who I, like, love and adore and, like, ended up in California, you know. So I'm thankful for that. But, like, looking back, I'm, I do think that would have been a better suited major for me um for anybody who wants to be in footwear design specifically i mean you don't have to study product design i think that's probably your best bet i mean there are some schools that have specific footwear programs but I, it is a bit niche right like it's always good to pick something broad so you you know you can be in different um you can have a backup i guess but uh you know at roxy we have people from so many different backgrounds like my boss learned like fashion marketing or business. She got like a business degree uh, and it specialized in fashion. And then um, my coworker is a graphic, like studied graphic design. Uh, my other coworker studied, he did study industrial design. Um, but, at, you know, in my team, people have come from all sorts of different um, backgrounds. So I think the biggest thing is like, getting your foot in the work experience sure, since yeah. it's so niche like it's a very specific set of knowledge um so yeah oh, okay so like with that being said like specific set of knowledge like is that in terms of just like the shoe like shoes itself or like terminology or like what a shoe requires what what do you mean by that <laughs> um <laughs> all of it yeah. all of it yeah i mean for example right like how uh, a shoe is constructed there's this thing called a last which is like a shoe form that determines yeah right it's like a plastic shoe form you um that determines kind of like the overall shape of the shoe like oh is it going to have an almond toe is it going to have a uh slim or a tall like cool box, you know is it going to have weight or is it going to be going to be kind of boxy things like that so it's like you know there's knowledge like that where it's like oh learning how to develop a last you know and like 
flirting, the different components of a shoe. Like there's so many terms like mustache, I stay, heel counter, toe box, um, you throw, you know, so that's like all that. And then wow. like, do you like never look at a shoe ever the same again? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I definitely, I don't know if I like am thinking that technically when I'm looking out, unless I see something really cool, but I, I notice I do a lot of like comp research. Like I'm like, you know, what are people wearing? Cause like, okay. Something that's really hard for designers is like, we all tend to be like very forward thinking, very expressive, very creative. So like we all like the really cool stuff, Yeah. but our customers don't tend to like the same stuff we do. So that's another thing. It's like, um, I tend to like look at what people are wearing. So I'm like, okay, what, what are like normal people wearing? You know? <laughs> like what's understandable to us? So that's, Cause that's something that comes up in design reviews a lot. Like that's cool. That is not understandable for our customer. You know? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I do a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's or funny. If I, do I feel like that would detail, be so I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if I see a cool detail, I'll be like, ooh, how do they do that? You know, I'll take a picture. <laughs> or if I'm in Target, I'll be like, ooh, let me see like what what kind of shoes they're selling these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say Target shoes, they always get me because it's like super cute. But then there's always something a little bit off for me about the fit. So I'm like, oh, I get what I pay for. <laughs> probably it because we always say like man they're such a big competitor because their shoes look so nice and they're so cheap but maybe it's a fit maybe it's, they don't fit well <laughs> no definitely i think definitely because it's like <laughs> it's, a, it's not just it's like all targets i mean i love target don't get me wrong but it's like a lot of target things when it comes to clothes and accessories or boot or shoes and stuff like it's like like again like you said cheap cute but then always something is just like slightly off like you know just a little bit <laughs> but um anyways all that to say i um oh oh actually what i wanted to ask you too is you kind of mentioned a few times throughout your journey that like you found certain parts of learning on the job to be very inspiring like when you worked at Skechers and things like that, um, like what was the inspiring part for you? Um, I think just design research is always so cool. Like seeing like, you know, in the upper echelons of like what's happening, like what like, you know, high fashion is doing. Um, and also seeing what like, you know, Nike and Adidas and, you know, what they're all doing and then seeing, you know, those details being transformed into, you know, different product. Um, I think, I don't know, it's just cool. And it's cool to see, um, I mean, it is like, as a developer, it was cool to see, you know, um, a product being made you know, and seeing the process. So I, I definitely, I still enjoy it or I enjoyed it. I enjoy designing more. Like I enjoy yeah. making those decisions more, you know, yeah, like, cause yeah. I think I like being able to take that inspiration and then like, you know, make something of it instead of just like, 
relaying somebody else's ideas. Um, you know, while, you know, while I was there, I would have like, you know, I would have my own like thoughts about different designs, but I wasn't a designer, so I couldn't like, you know, <laughs> do anything. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it, there's always something new. I think that's what I love about the fashion industry. Um, you know, with, there's, it's always changing. Um, so that's kind of the challenge, right? It's like, how do you mm -hmm. keep up with the times? Um, what's the next new thing uh, for, you know, our, you know, our brand or whatever brand you're working for um, and how, and like, and I, and I love like the problem solving aspect of it too. Like, you know, filtering it through the brand identity. Um, and there's also kind of like the logistical stuff too, like figuring out how to make it function, how to make it, um, cost effective mm -hmm. there's always uh, there's always this funny thing that always happens um whether it was at sketchers or at roxy where we would get a sample and it was like surprisingly nice we'd be like wow this looks so good and then our developer would come back and say well it's really expensive <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh man, of course why. it is <laughs> of course of like that's why it looks so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know i i you know, that, that part's really fun too. That's like where my engineering brain comes into. Cause like, I think that was why I didn't go into illustration. Cause I can't be like a purely creative person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like some people are like that. Like they're just like, you know, they can just come up with ideas on the spot. I'm like, no, I need constraints. I need like a problem to solve. Yeah. And that's what I, I like about design. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, so you've told me what you like and what you love. Is, is there anything that you don't like about footwear design? I mean, any job has like minutia. Or, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, the logistical side to it. So, I mean, I told you when I was a developer, right? It was just like, oh, how many millimeters of foam? Like, uh, uh, you know, yeah. like, I would need to change like this material supplier from this guy to another guy, you know? But there's, there's always that, but I think any job will have that. Um, I can't say I dislike it because all it's all part of you know the process. Um, yeah, I. It is really sad when you come up with, so you know when you're developing a line, um, it will go through a lot of changes, um, and something that happens is sometimes styles get dropped. Oh. Yeah. So. Sometimes it's awesome <laughs> when you're like working on a project that like you don't like, or I, I mean, I don't like, and like nobody else likes. So it's like, okay, we're just going to drop it. I'm like, oh, yes. Like that's less work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there are times where like, you know, you make something really, uh, make something really cute. And it's just like, um, for whatever reason, it's like, oh, you know, we don't, um, we'd rather make space for this other style or we don't need it, you know? Um, and it drop, it falls out. And then, so that's a little sad, but that's, you know, part of design is like, you just don't get attached to anything. Mm. Um, like in the sense that it, you should have a personal connection, like, oh, be proud of your designs, but you know, it's work is still work. And it's like, um, like, I don't, you know, I don't get too hurt when something gets dropped. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's nothing but, personal. But I can... I can see how that would be disheartening at times, especially like maybe in the beginning of your career when you're just starting and you don't know anything and then you just feel like, oh my God, everyone hates what I do or something. But, but, but yeah. Um, 
Okay, so you pretty much love it then, that you love where you are right now. Yeah, I do. I mean, I get, like I said, it gets pretty chaotic. Like it's very, <laughs> it's a very busy industry. It's a lot of hard work, but I, I love it. I wouldn't let anything else stress me out as much as this wow. stresses me out. Yeah. So like the busy part and the overwhelming part, is that like just the timelines and stuff that you have to meet or? Yeah, it's always like, so you have like your big deadlines. So you're like, okay, I have a week to like, you know, turn out these designs, but there's always like little fires you have to put out. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why the fashion industry is like this. Like, there's always like emergencies. It's like, oh, like we're about to go into production for this style, but then there's this like one issue with it where like we need to change the color, or I don't know, or we they they won't make this material, or they run out of this material, things like that. There's always issues. I see. Which is again, it's the fun part of it because you're always on your toes, but it's a little stressful sometimes. But yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. But if you ask anybody in the industry, they'll say the same thing where it's like, you know, there's a reason why we're in this. We love it. You know, like mm -hmm. if we wanted more like calm jobs, we wouldn't be in the fashion industry. <laughs> right, right. Very fast yeah. paced. Yeah. 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 Um, so do you have any shoes that ha like that you took part in that are out right now i do not any new like um upper patterns anything but i have like colorways like uh right before like or right when i started proxy we did like some fourth of july colors so that's that just got released this summer cool um, can i like google that right now do you know what is it what's the, do you know the name uh shoot? yeah sure let me see what else is out I'm like, <laughs> um, let's see. You, I'm like, I'm looking at the website too. Um, I mean, there's like the Colby High. That's like this really surfy, like kind of retro sandal with like stripes on the upper. Um, uh -huh, I did like uh -huh. a Fourth of July color there. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't do a whole bunch because now we're inserting fall 22 was which, which was when, or not 22, fall 21, which was uh -huh. the time period which I was furloughed. Okay. But I mean, if you ever look on like, so we work a lot with family channel um, uh -huh, uh -huh. accounts. So like DSW and Famous Footler and stuff. I have a ton of stuff on their websites. So, nice nice because so I, I hopped on that right after uh my my furlough period so like I have, a ton of that stuff is out so cool and we'll get sales reports too on like what's been selling well so it is it is a little nice to see like oh this one color is performing really well and i'd be like oh i did that one <laughs> oh that's exciting this is this the colby yeah yeah Ooh, guys, look, isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I feel like that would be so rewarding, though, to see your work being, um, like popular, you know? Like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, right? It's not all about that, right? It's just mm -hmm. the work itself. But, um, I know it must be an encouragement for you, especially after the journey you've had, right, up until now. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
thank you again so much for sharing so vulnerably with me today about everything. I feel like not only did I learn a lot about you, but I learned about like a little bit into the fashion industry and what it is you do. Before we end our time together, I always ask people, um, do you have any advice, like any advice for somebody that is like, yeah, man, I want to design footwear like, <laughs> or um, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, if yeah, if you want to design footwear, there's tons of great programs aside. So, I mean, you could go to college for like the majors I recommended, but there's also programs like Pencil um, in Portland where they have like design boot camps. Um, and I think they partner with a lot of different organizations. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just get connected with a lot of people. Um, mm. If you're going into college, um, it'd be cool to see if your school has internships. I think that's a great way to get into the industry. Um, Cause I think we like in the companies that I've been in, a lot of people have been hired um, from internships that they did through their school. Uh, but general career advice, I mean, if you know, your listeners have been listening to so many of your stories, <laughs> um, life can take you anywhere. Yeah. Um, just take it a day at a time and do what you can. Um, you know, during my time, when I was trying to figure things out. I met with this like ceramics artist and she told me, you know, just figure out what you can tolerate for some people. It's, they can't tolerate being unstable. So they're okay with taking a job that like, you know, pays the bills and like gives them freedom for other things. Um, uh, and they can find joy in that. Um, and she was like, for me, I can't tolerate a corporate job. So I'm tolerating being broke and working 24 seven and living out of my art studio, <laughs> you know? So like, for me, the way I, I translated it was like, just make things work until they don't, you know, like mm -hmm. for me, I was like, that's, you know, being a product developer isn't working for me. So I'm going to figure out the next thing. And, um, then I was like, okay, being broke is not working for me. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, work is just work. So find a way to, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. Um, whether it's changing your mindset or change, you know, changing your career. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's all really good stuff because I feel like, um, it's a lot of times, even as Asian Americans, right. We just need permission, permission, um, to like, you know, because I think there is this, weird unspoken pressure that one puts on themselves right to be successful in the way that other people think it should look like um but that's not necessarily what that is like what that means and so i think you spoke you're right on point just now and saying you know sometimes you just gotta bear down and do what you gotta do until it doesn't work but yes, Monique, thank you again. I appreciate truly like just how honest you were about. I mean, like, cause you know, I think sharing the struggling part is not something we talk about often either. Um, so I think, I hope it's an encouragement to you guys, you know, to just um, hang in there, hang in there. <laughs> uh, Monique, I really um, appreciate you. And I just wanted to ask you if there's anybody that might be interested in learning more about what you do or just more about like 
your life, um, <laughs> would you be okay with me connecting you with them? Yes, please hit me up. <laughs> awesome. Um, don't move to Long Beach, people. We want to keep the rent low. <laughs> But you can hit up Monique and if you, I can connect you. Um, if you want to connect with her, feel free to DM me through social media or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Until next time. Bye.